It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk some Eagles football with the uh, Birds head coach, of course, they're 2-0, getting ready for uh, another game. That'll be Monday night versus the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. And Nick Sirianni, when he joins us, brought to us by Bud Light. Join Ava Graham on Monday night. That's at uh, uh, Harrigan's Pub in Hatboro. Before the Eagles game, you can register to win tickets to the next Eagles home game, which, of course, would be thereafter. I believe that's versus Washington, if I have my sequence right. Let's talk to the Eagles head coach. He will be on the sidelines for all the games this year. Burns head coach, Nick Sirianni. How you doing, Nick? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good, doing Nick. Doing great. Very good. So, Nick, it's been an interesting start and one that I got to imagine in your younger years before you were a coach, you never envisioned a scenario. Become a head coach, start 2-0. and I'll repeat, start 2-0, and and, like, almost the entire town's complaining about it. It's been kind of uh, – it's been different this year, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, the, the, where I, you know, as Bob's getting me ready to, as Bob Lang, our, our media guys getting us ready, get me ready to, uh, to do these, these shows and these interviews that, you know, he, he has prepped me for this. And so, yeah, <laughs> it, it's okay though. You know, Hey, we're, our standard is high and I know, you know, and, and I know the city standards high. So, uh, you know, let's, let's go, let's get better. You got it. Nick, let's, let's, let's talk about one of the real strengths of the team. And it has been now for, for three straight years. To be able to run the ball, so obviously some struggles with the, the passing game on, on Monday night, uh, on Thursday night, and the pivot to the run. I mean, it's got to be incredibly gratifying for you as a head coach to know you've got that in your bo- in your back pocket when you want to pull that out because that is a monster of a running game. You know, one thing that we, we really benefit fit from is that you know, when a team says to us, hey, you know, throwing the ball is going to be a challenge, or a team says to us, hey, running the ball is going to be a challenge, we're strong enough on both sides to be able to overcome, you know, when a team wants to take away something. And um, it was really, you know, in this game, um, you know, the, the things that they, they were daring us to run the football. And so, you know, I wouldn't say on, on, uh, on, Thursday night that our pass game struggle, we just ran it 48 times to run it 48 times and get 250 yards of, of offense on and rushing is pretty impressive. It doesn't happen very often. 
And so, you know, it is, it is something like, okay, they, they don't want to, they aren't going to let the explosive play up. All right, fine. Well, we'll run it, you know, because we're still at the end of the day, I, I believe Jalen was 78% passing, which I'll take every day. Uh, and it was efficient. Um, were the explosive plays there in the past game? No. Um, but the explosive plays were there in the run game. And so awesome job by our offensive line. Awesome job by our tight ends. Great job. Awesome job by our backs. Um, and it was in our wide receivers blocking downfield. When you run for that many yards, you know, uh, I always give everybody a game ball when that happens on the, on the offensive line and the tight ends um, because they were, they were uh, mauling guys uh, uh, in that game. 48 rushes is definitely a huge achievement, Nick. But how big a role do you envision for DeAndre Swift this season considering his change of pace usage in Detroit? You know, that's going to be, it's going to be different each week, just like it is in the, you know, with receivers, like, you know, one game, you're going to see AJ have a big game. One game, you're going to see Dallas have a big game. One game, you're going to see Devonte have a big game. And I, and right now I'm envisioning that same thing with the backs so we can keep them fresh. Hmm. Um, you know, similar like we do in the defensive line, uh, you know, that we, and we are, that's a luxury that we have is that we can keep guys fresh because, you know, it's a long season. It's a 17-game season. We're, you know, we're, our aspirations are to play uh, deeper than that, obviously. And, and so, you know, you want to keep guys fresh. And you can do that when your depth is there. Um, DeAndre played awesome in that game. And, and you know, sometimes he's going to be the focal point in the run game. Sometimes he's going to be a focal point in the pass game. Um, I'm, just, I'm just excited to have his playmaking ability um, here, here with us with the Eagles. Nick, how challenging has this offense been for Rashad Penny to pick up new offense for him? And what does Penny need to do to show? What does he need to show to gain more early down work this season? I think Rashad's done a nice job of picking it up. And like I said, you know, it, it could be it's going to look different each week. You know, there's going to be a week Rashad gets a hot hand and he and he's getting a bunch of a bunch of carries. And so it's just the way you know we thought Kenny was running the ball well. Um, in New England, um, you know, getting some tough yards in New England. And obviously we felt like DeAndre was running the ball really well um, against the Vikings. And so, that you know, that could be Boston one week. That could be uh, Penny one week. You know, I think Rashad's done an excellent job of picking up the offense and knowing what to do. And, uh, you know, he's just got to remain patient and, and wait for his opportunity to shine. And I have no doubt that we're going to need that to happen um, this season. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Sirianni here with us on WIP. Nick, let's get to sort of the cat-mouse game, coordinators, uh, as it relates to an offseason into a season. I'm curious, have have the first two defensive coaches you've faced surprised you a bit with some of the creative schemes that they've deployed and how it has impacted the passing game? You know, obviously they've, they've done some things where they, they haven't shown anything on tape, and so – you know that's just a, a you have to be able to adjust in game. Um, you know you haven't seen you haven't seen these defenses from them. Does it surprise me? No. I know that my message. You know we walk through is such an important thing here. This is the you know as the season continues on, it's so important that our guys understand how important walk through is because 
you know, as the bodies, you know, as your bodies get tired and everything like that, you, you have more and more walkthrough. And you end up getting, you know, twice as many walkthrough reps as even in the early parts of the season, you end up getting twice as many walkthrough reps as you do uh, full speed reps. And so why do I say all that? Because a walkthrough, you know, is an opportunity for us to, to get reps against things that may not even be on a, on a, um, in the plan that we've seen on tape for the week. And so that's what our guys, you know, that's what I encourage our coaches to do during walkthroughs, make sure, Hey, they haven't shown this, but let's look at this. Um, and, and so my point of, of saying all that is like, when you're a good offense, you are naturally, and this has been the case here, um, as I've seen last year, maybe not to the extent of what we saw the other night, when you're a good offense, you're going to you're going to find out that you're going to see things, that you may not have seen on tape. And so that's why I go into this whole explanation of the walkthrough. Like, so that's why our opportunity for in these walkthroughs is to, is to show them some things that, you know, that maybe they haven't seen on tape, right? Uh, maybe they, you know, is from the college game. You know, as I look at the defenses that we saw the other day um, on Thursday night, it's kind of, you know, you look at some of the stuff that maybe Iowa State's doing on, on defense and so, or whoever, somebody in the Big 12, the TCU, and so, like, sprinkle some of that in now, right, because it, it, it can happen. And so that's our opportunity to do that. And we understand that we're going to see that, you know, based off of, you know, the success that we've had on offense um, last year. Nick, is it – when you have a ride-and-decide offense to a large extent, and that certainly you do to a large extent, is it hard to have as many hot reads built into a, a passing game when there's this mesh point concept that takes time to develop within a play? You know, always you you always have hot routes built into your offense, um, and and a hot route is you know when do, when do you use a hot route? Well, you don't use a hot route if the running back was supposed to have somebody in protection, and then he blew the assignment right, and the guy comes free. You have a hot route is when you're they're bringing one more than you can protect. So meaning when you're in a five man protection and they bring six, boom, you have a hot route built in. They have, you have a six man protection and they bring. And they bring seven, boom, hot route built into it. And then there's there's uh, things that like uh, like blitz zero, right? Blitz zero, right? You can you can draw up all your protections you want um, as many times as you want, but sometimes they just have one more than you can block. So sometimes that 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 requires a check. And so again, there's many different ways uh, that happens, and there's many different ways that you account for that. Sometimes the route built is built in. Sometimes the route has to be checked. And sometimes the route has to break off, right? Those are all different variations of what has to happen sure. mm-hmm. um, on a hot route when they bring one extra. And so all those are all those are built into our offense, um, and they and they happen at different times uh, uh, every time. Nick, how much has Jalen's ability to change plays and protections at the line of scrimmage evolved while you've been developing him? Mm. Yeah, you know he's done a great job uh, of doing that. He, I think that he just keeps getting better and better with that. Um, you know, Jalen. What's great about Jalen is when he's seen something um, one or two times, which is our job to give it to him in like walkthroughs and practice. You know, he he has that great ability to not make the same mistake twice and and get better from any mistake he had has made, or you know, continue to get better on the things that he's doing really well. Um, and so that he just continues to evolve um, with his football IQ. He's a highly, in, highly intelligent um, p- football player, and he that just continues to evolve. And why does that happen? Because he loves the game of football more than anybody I've ever seen, 
right? Because he has this desire to get better, right? And and so and he's and he's got great football IQ. So you know that's why his his ceiling continues. We don't know what his ceiling is going to be because you know he's going to reach it because all the the qualities he has off the field. Nick, how fair is it to say that this O line is better at run blocking than pass protecting at this stage of the season? Mm. Um, man, it, it's. I think the I think this old line is the best offensive line in the NFL, um, and I'm I'm blessed to have them, um, and we're blessed to have them as our you know with these these guys these five guys and then the backups as well. Um, I think it's it's pretty easy to say that after the the last game where you rushed for 250 <laughs> some plus yards, yeah. but uh, I think they're I think like Lane Johnson is the best offensive tackle I've ever been around, um, and and I don't even think it's particularly close. Um, wow. and one of the best in the game, uh, you know, the, the way that we, we have some, we have firmness in the middle with our, with our big guys in the middle. And then the, the massiveness of, of, you know, the firmness in the middle, you know, of the pass protection and then the massiveness of, uh, Jordan Mailata, how hard it is to get around him. I think they're, I, I think they're really outstanding, uh, as a, as pass blockers. Right. And, you know, I guess coming off of that last week, it's it's easy to think one way over the other, but mm-hmm. uh, I believe that's such a strength on our football team, and it was a strength on our football team last year of a team that went 14-3 and last year and a team that's 2-0 and this year is the offensive line. And, and, and I'm not giving you an answer because I think they're, I think they're really good at both, both, uh, both parts of the game. I think, they're, I think they're excellent, starting with Jason Kelsey, at the mental part of the game. Mm-hmm getting everybody on the right side page as well um man it's just it's just a really it's it's just a strong point of our team um and and so yeah i think they're they're outstanding in both of them but i understand um you know after you rush for 259 yards you can be like i'll tell you what this is this this run block is pretty damn good Uh because it is well nick you know let's flip it to the other side of the ball i think one thing that is perhaps the biggest positive so far this year eye-opening new development is the uh superlative play of Jalen Carter and the emerging play of, of Jordan Davis. It's really been impressive. I want to play a piece of audio uh, from earlier this week on our show. Dick Vermeil was on our show a couple days ago, and he talked about Jalen Carter, and I'm curious to get your reaction to what he said. The defensive tackle, big guy, Carter, oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> to me, he reminds me of Reggie White. Okay? Wow. I don't want to pressure on him early, but wow. I don't know if he has a limit. Okay, and if you try to block him one on one, it's it's a battle you're going to lose. He's very impressive, Nick. When you hear someone like Dick Vermeil say that about someone as great as Reggie White, what's your reaction to that? I'm smiling here because <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, uh, Reggie White's unbelievable, uh, one of the best Eagles of all time. Um, you know, Jordan's got a long way to go. He's got to work. He's got to work every day to get better. He's he's had a good start, and we all have seen the the how impressive he's been in practice, um, and and in the game so far. He's just got to put his head down and work. You know, it's a long season. Uh, Reggie was able to do that year after year after year, game after game after game. Um, and, and, and yeah, so I, you know, obviously, I respect uh, Coach Vermeil's opinion uh, very much. Uh, you know, but he's he's able now that he's not in the coaches seat, he's able to look ahead a little bit and and forecast. I got to stay day by day. So uh, I'll talk next time I talk to Coach Vermeil, I'll be like, whoa, that was high expectation uh, for for Jalen. He got a long way to go though. He's he, but we're really pleased. Um, we're really pleased with where he is, and and it's just 
hey, you know, it, what's really important about a season is you don't get too high and you don't get too low because there's going to be some lows and there's going to be some highs, and you got to stay steady throughout. And the, and that's going to be my message. To, that's my message to the entire team uh, always. Um, and just wor- be focused on getting better every single day, and that's what Jalen needs to focus on right now. Nick, final thing here. When, when something like the A.J. Brown thing happened the other day, after the game, who handles that more? Nick Sirianni, team leader as coach, or, or Jalen Hurts, team leader as quarterback? Uh, I think we all handle it, but there's no like those guys are are you know dear friends, and they you know they're really good friends, and so you know I, it's really gonna it's really again did I think that was a a, a big deal? No, um, I didn't at all, and 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 uh, I even heard uh, Mike Quick's reaction to it. Yeah. Two out, he he kind of backed me up with a two out of ten, um, <laughs> yeah. and you know with that I, I think. You know, I think I had a four out of ten one time at Mount Union um, with Rob Adamson. He was throwing like he wouldn't take any, t- he wouldn't put any touch on the damn ball, and he was like firing at me as as hard as he possibly could. And I and I think I had a four out of ten on the sideline. Like, will you will you take some, put some damn touch on the ball and stop firing at me? Hurt my fingers. Yeah. Uh, but no, the uh, you know, no, we all again. It's not. I don't think that was that big a deal to to say one you know Jalen does a great job of of leading the football team and so but you know they're they're in a good spot we're we're moving forward and uh again that that's gonna happen that that you think about it you think about all, all I think about the worst fights I've ever gotten in those are with my best friends and my and my brothers right why because you got you, you don't want to let each other down you want to do what everything that they uh, for them to be successful and sometimes, you know, your competition and your and you know throughout the competition and throughout uh, the day, your your emotions can that can happen with your emotions. And so, but I don't look. I just look at that as as you know brotherly love, right? That's it, it, really the way I look at it. And uh, again, uh, Jalen did a great job. AJ's done a great job of communicating back and forth to each other, and we're in a good spot right now. Nick, good luck Monday night uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, good luck, and we we look forward to talking off the road. Thanks, Nick. All right, thanks, guys. Thank All you, right, Nick. There he is, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. We got.